Welcome to The Floor Fantasy and Sci-Fi Lore. This is part two of our episodes on the spice melange itself. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the abandonment of Arrakis right around the time of the Butlerian Jihad. We'll talk a little bit about something called the League of Nobles. This is actually the predecessor to the Landsrad. If you heard that episode, this was the organization that would eventually evolve into the Landsrad. And we will talk about uh, Paul Atreides and how he has learned some of the things that were lost during the Butlerian Jihad related to the spice. If that's what you're looking for, this is the episode for you. Roll the intro. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night to keep reading, keep watching, keep playing? So good you forgot your life and lived there? So good the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper to explore and understand more and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on the topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world, another adventure, Another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. So kind of give you guys a little brief history of spice uh, here. So it's first discovered by Yanchep Ashoko, an imperial chemist during the end of the old empire for its regenerative properties, right? He found out that people would regenerate their wounds and their uh, on this particular drug that he's discovered. Um, so this is a time. I wonder why that goes down. He's like, I found this in the dirt. Eat it. And like, is, well, it I don't want to test it. It smells like cinnamon. It smells <laughs> like cinnamon. Eat it. They're like, did you eat some? Be like, yeah, I had a whole bucket. Eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eat it. Now let me do experiments. <laughs> By the way, I would do that. It's like, dude, it tastes really good. Really? I think. Um, so, uh, during the, uh, old empire. So this is before humans knew how to fault space and they're just using faster than light, uh, travel, but it'd still take a long time to get between planets. When humans fold space, is it like a fitted sheet or is it more like a towel? Gliding of dimensional matter. That's what it's like. Closer to the sheet. Like a fitted sheet with a lot more math. Yeah, folding a fitted sheet. Yeah, uh, that's your department. Simple task. Not a simple task. Actually, yeah, it's about the same amount of math. And if you do it wrong, you and all your friends are dead. Yep. <laughs> that's a fitted sheet. That's um, so it was before the Butlerian Jihad. So this time period when it's first discovered is sometime around 1300 BG before Gilt. Um, so we're looking at uh, 
81, 82,000 years before Paul's birth. Um, it was about when this was first discovered. But during the uh, Valerian Jihad, Arrakis is abandoned by the League of Nobles. During the Butlerian Jihad, we have the synchronized planets, that's the machines, and the League of Nobles, right? So the League of Nobles abandoned Arrakis to like, we can't hold on to this, we're fighting a giant war. And so they they leave uh, people behind, and this is where we get our first natives. This time period is when uh, people start to learn how to ride the sandworms. It's around 200 BC. What so? What was the casualty rate when they were first learning? Would be like half of the teenage boy population. That was the casualty rate. <laughs> Zero of the female population. It was weird. I was like, they were like, I'm gonna ride it. He's gonna be like, he just you gonna, gonna. I'm gonna ride it. <laughs> you go on a date with me? No. What if I roll a do a worm? No. I'm gonna do it anyways. I'm gonna do it anyways. No, no, you can just see like a pack of them out there be like, I dare you, I dare you, be like, freaking dare nothing, I'm just doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's my conversation with myself. <laughs> so, uh, the way you ride the the worms is uh, they they have all these scales on them, but the scales are keeping all the sand out. And when you pry one of those open enough, that sand can get into it, it won't resurface, and it'll keep that part up above it. Won't, it won't subsurface. Yeah, yeah it won't yes. subsurface they, again, right? They, they, yeah, because it doesn't want to get sand in there because it irritates it, and it'll keep it at its highest point, whatever scales are lifted. And so you lift those scales, and that is how you keep them from rolling and all that. Yeah, because you get that one scale, he's got to keep it up top. So you yeah. could like lift the scale on, on its tummy, and you could just be... Rolling over. They don't have tummies. You don't know that. <laughs> You're like our expert might. But I mean, again, <laughs> my nest. The, the middle piece, that's the tummy. <laughs> it's it's not a top or a bottom. It's a middle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, because they don't really have a, uh, yeah, they don't have a top or a bottom. They're like, it's like Ender's game when. It's like worms. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, just yeah, like, like more worms. I realize that. Like, these worms are like worms. Thanks, Joe. Um, so it's only around 200 BG that spice becomes a commodity again in the League of Nobles. Um, so that's like when it resurfaces as like, oh, this is like something we should look into. And eventually they're finding out more and more properties as they go along. BG is Balerian Jihad. Before guild. Before guild. Jihad is spelled with a J. Correct. Correct. Oh, that makes sense. And then, of course, I, I mentioned Paul, uh, through his genetic memory, finds out that there used to be oceans here, and there are salt water beds underneath that also kind of help describe them, and that the worms were moved here um, and turned it into a desert. And this is also showing us that even if they take the worms off of the planet, they're going to still create still create this harsh uh, environment uh, that you take them, right? They're still going to turn it into a desert, showing, showing this idea um, that to harvest the spice, you must face the desert. 
right? That's just a part of if you want yes. this treasure. Because it's pretty much every other species we know, we cycle water, right? We take it in, but then we let it out. Whereas the worms don't. They simply take it, transform it into not water, and it's gone. It's, it's removed from the cycle. Um, when Frank Herbert was uh, creating his idea of his worms and whatnot, he was using a dragon uh, that hoards the special treasure. Right, like that was his idea. It was like, uh, I, I'm, I'm creating my dragon for Doom, but they have this special treasure, right? And that is why you fight the dragons is for the the spice, which is the special treasure. And uh, it's even they're even referenced as the dragons on the floor of the desert. The dragons on the what? The floor. Ah, of I knew the he was going to do it. I knew it. Share that video. On the iPhone, on right And of course, this leads into uh, Frank. Fifteen years from now, Aaron is uh, like looking at floor tiling with his wife. Be like, "What do you think of this floor?" And he's like, "This is a floor." <laughs> and she's just like, "Can we not do that every time?" <laughs> no, she's gonna be like, "What do you think of this tile?" I'm like, "Well, it depends. Where are we gonna put it?" On the ground. <laughs> he's like baiting her to say. <laughs> All right, back to Duke. Uh, um, so it also uh, uh, leads into Frank Herbert's idea that he uses over and over again that harsh environments create stronger people. Um, and and so, like, you have to go through this harsh environment of the desert to get access to the special thing, right? And he, he uses this throughout the book over and over again, right? Uh, car Fremen, just the harder it is, the more it's worth it kind of idea, right? So he's used all that with this. Now, as far as spice goes, now you had mentioned uh, the environment on Arrakis and if it'll ever change. Eventually, they do start terraforming and bringing large amounts of water there. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're you're destroying Arrakis, you're destroying Fremen Way. Eventually, uh, I was talking to you guys about the Talaxu and their axolotl tanks. Yeah, eventually, they'll... Uh, make that for worms. Well, they, they make a synthetic spice melange, and they take over the market for the spice, because they can just grow it in their tanks. Right. So, is there... a the same side effects, it's like the exact same? It's pretty much the same. Maybe I'll have to look into that more. But it's very processed, so you get a lot more cancer, but then they just cut it out, you know. And yeah, I mean, as long as you're taking it, the cancer doesn't rise its head as much. Yeah. <laughs> but it just immediately grows the second the spice leaves your bloodstream. As far as I know, there is no cancer in the Dooneyverse. It's never Everyone who got it died really quick. It was a synthetic spice. It might have been. A, I, th I think that's how Frank Herbert's wife eventually dies. Um, so, like, that might have been why he never put it in his books. Or it just wasn't relevant to the storyline, right? Like, you're not going to put everything in there. It's just like, only the things that make this world unique and cool and are important to the story. I hope this help you understand more about spice and kind of give you some history on it, where it comes from, where it's going. 
All right, thank you. Uh, I do have a question. When did they start using it for prescience and for navigators and just longevity? Like, because you cover when we discover it, and shortly after we start using it as a healing agent, when do we shift? It doesn't have like a definitive time when this happens, okay. but uh, uh, the Bene Gesserit, their their burst of things, uh, they would have been using it right there in the beginning. Uh, probably the second reverend mother because i believe the first one have to double check but i don't think she had to use spice to get genetic memory she was able to do it with other means but uh, it ends up being the answer right when the butlerian jihad kicks off they can't use their uh robots to fold space anymore and so yeah. spice is the answer we do know they go through a dark age, so there's definitely a gap of time where, like, they figure out what are those genetic mutations we need, when do we start exposing them to spice, and how much spice do we have to expose them to to get somebody who can do this. All right. And, but, that, I mean, that, could, that whole process could only have taken a few, you know, decades to a like, like, hundred years. Yeah, I also got to think, like, how accurate was it? Because a lot of the people who are getting given spice are super addicted, so they're probably like, nope. Wasn't able to see the stuff you wanted me to. I'm going to need some more spice. I'm going to need some spice. And then, of course, they finally get it. Like, I in our episode, we talked about how, like, strung out these people would be because, like, they live in multiple dimensions, right? You make a choice based on what's in front of you. They have to make a choice based on all the different dimensions that are presenting multiple possibilities to them all the time. And so, like, by the time you get somebody who can actually navigate be like, how do you feel now? And he's like, Lynn. <laughs> and he's like, no, now. Which, which now? Yeah. She's like, wait, now. And the other guy's like, I think we got it. I think we got it. <laughs> not answering our questions anymore. I, so I think this is good. I think we, is there a higher suicide rate after taking a lot of spice or lower? Uh, no, no. They, they, they don't have a spike in suicide rates. Oh. So. And then a job trying to get off of it. You know, that's a different story. But. but there's no way to wean yourself off spice once you're, it's in you. Not, not that uh, has been presented in the books. So that would be a really good way to make money is have a solution to get off spice. So like for, for like those athletes who make it big and then they blow all their money on spice and they're like, dude, I'm going to die if I don't get a million bucks because like spice is pricey. <laughs> you know? Like you don't even have to have the solution. You just have to market it as if you do. Because you they're going to die anyway. <laughs> like how, how are they going to know it didn't work? They just wake up dead. You just come to the planet. We'll do a rehab. You just bury the bodies. Nobody can talk to them. You're good to go. Collect your money. I think I read this in the kind of more of the subtext, but your navigators are people who took spice too far. <laughs> too far. And, and now they're either going to die or they need a bunch of it. And then the people are like, well, you just have to learn how to fly these ships and you'll get all you want. Like, okay, I'll just live and breathe spice now. <laughs> I'll live and breathe those, those are the yeah. space wagon. Slowly turn it yeah. to space wagon. <laughs> yeah. I love that. They just get their cinnamon shrimp and they're good to so, so these are people who, who took spice way too far and probably over 100 years old, right, to learn how to actually use the Build ships and base. Uh, and, and so yeah. You take somebody who's way too addicted, you take them to navigation to school, and 
just give them lots more until one day they can start flying your ships. That's how you deal with that problem. How many ships do they crash learning how to... But I didn't like, should they start with like making them be like, pick the door with the prize behind it. And they start with three doors. And like, before you can even be a navigator, they're like, there's a thousand doors. Pick the right door. He's like, is this a game? Be like, yeah, and pick a game. Be like, that door. Like, duh. <laughs> yeah, he's ready. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. If I was thinking that, he didn't I... just make the choice, but he's like, He's living so much in multiple realities that it seems ridiculous you would even ask him to choose. Be like, everyone knows that door, right? You can all see it. Be like, if I'll celebrate, we can Madonna, like we've done it. Like, I've already picked that door nine times. Doctor Strange. Yeah. He's like, I told you last time, it's that door. <laughs> and the gun's like, yeah, he's ready. He's ready. I told you last time. That's the first time. First time, man. But they talk like that sometimes. Yeah. You'll get used to it. You'll get used to it. I already told you. Imagine that's what they say a lot. I already told you. I told you last. Although I imagine like every once in a while you get the argument be like, we need to travel to these coordinates. Uh, for to make the deliveries like we already did, be like, no, we didn't. Be like, yes, we did. <laughs> like, well, well, I did. We're still here. Or he's like, no, we don't. And they're like, no, no, that's the directive. That's what we're doing today. It's like, no, that's how everybody dies. We're not doing that. <laughs> that's how everybody like, dies. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet there is some weird conversations with navigators. God, I had to. A high cruise with navigator would be fun. Just like you want to blow off the day. So, no, we're not doing that. Everybody dies. So, why go to a bar? So, uh, Aaron, I don't have a direct answer for your, like, how many ships did they crash, but before they can figure out how to get navigators using spice to fold the space, uh, after they've lost machines, they were losing nine out of ten ships. Yeah, eight, eight to nine out of ten. Try to fold out the machine. So, that tenth one, is it like a consistent pilot, or is it like, wow, you've completed one flight, yeah. now you're probably that like just random. Yeah, yeah. Not that, but but the the space the ships that fold space were huge. These were giant. Yeah, finished sheep. Yeah, Yeah, makes sense. Like a ten mile ship is is like what they were usually working. Yeah, folding a fitted a fitted can't make a single mistake or everyone dies. You think that is scary? Oh my gosh, I'm never gonna sleep in a bed again. With a bit of shoot, <laughs> just love that you're talking to the navigator. Here are the coordinates. He's like, "No, that's how we died." <laughs> the thing helps me Yeah, are we supposed to die today? Is that the goal? And like, you could just see like some intern looking at his boss, be like, "Well, what do we do now? <laughs> if we make him, we all die." He just told us then. <laughs> the same job. We're supposed to go there. Like, what do you do at this point? And if we don't make him, the empire will kill us all. Like, what? How does this like? Like, with a word in this little paradox. <laughs> little rock and a hard place. I found myself in between this. Yeah. Behind from the universe. Well, okay. <laughs> you don't make your deliveries. So you die or you die. Or maybe you die next. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us on the floor. Hope you enjoyed this episode uh, on kind of the history of the spice. And uh, yeah, write in with your own uh, thoughts uh, on how you think maybe it evolved from that first discovery to uh, what we see and do. And uh, as we spend a lot of time on the navigators, maybe talk about some of your thoughts on them. <laughs> so, all right. Catch you next time.
We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We have mentioned in the past that if you go to the Patreon page, we have collections of all the different worlds and pieces of lore we have covered. For example, if you want everything we have ever done about Baldur's Gate, from the invention of D&D to Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance, all of that, you can find individual collections for all of those, or just one big collection containing all of Baldur's Gate or all of D&D. So everything we have covered, everything we have covered, Eberron, Marvel, DC, Alien, Zooniverse, Cyberpunk, Dune, and more. We have collections for each of those worlds. And I do want to mention that on the Patreon, the only thing behind the subscription is the Treasure Room content. Anything that has been released in the podcast for free is still free there. It is just a better organization of the information that the podcast app doesn't let us do. They are just a big list and you just got to type in your search words. On the Patreon, there are tags for everything. You got Fantasy, D&D, Creature Features, Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance, all of that. Just an individual tag for those episodes. And as I said, we do have collections just to make this as easy as possible to find what you're looking for. We have learned in the past that a lot of people who listen to the floor, they're interested in one or two of the worlds. And they may check out one or two of the episodes when we switch worlds. But they're really just mostly interested in that. So we just want to like consolidate everything you're looking for to make it just as easy as possible to access. So... Check that out just to make your life easier. And uh, we are working at making sure you can download any of the free episodes there. So even if you're going to lose Wi-Fi or connection, you can get the episodes you want before that happens. Or just not burn your data while you're traveling to and from work or whatever else is you do while you listen. And uh, thank you. I hope you continue to enjoy the show.